You're listening to another episode of the Zag Erkers Hub here. Excited to be joined by one of our favorites, former Engage fellow, former Institute fellow, as I guess it is here. We'll catch up with him. He's had some electoral success lately. We'll hear about it and hear what he's going to do once he takes office. So let's get to it. All right, Jose, remind folks what you ran for and then tell us what happened. So glad to be back on the Zag, Eric. Uh, my name is Jose Trinidad Castaneda, and I ran for the Democratic Central Committee in Assembly District 65, which includes uh, North Orange County, on March 3rd, 2020. And so now that you're seated, tell folks a little bit what, what these county seats do. I think a lot of folks see these positions on the ballot and, and don't always know who they're voting for or what they're supposed to be thinking about as they consider who to vote for. So give folks a scoop. Right. So the Central Committee is the governing body of each county Democratic Party. And so both the Republican and Democratic parties are governed by these Central Committees. They're mainly responsible for endorsements, um, fundraising, and general operations for the county party. And so they tend to be very influential, especially at the local level. And so in terms of the race itself, give folks a little bit of insight into how you constructed your campaign? Were you trying to raise money? What was your vote total? Kind of break down the what you thought about running for office. Right. So the time of the filing was December 6th, and I had decided about a month before that that I wasn't going to give it a go. I thought this was a good opportunity to uh, raise my name uh, recognition and uh, identification amongst voters. Um, you may know that I'm running for Fullerton City Council District 4 on November 3rd, 2020 this year, and I wanted to connect this central committee race with Democratic voters in the district so they could understand that this is a, a continuous effort on my part to make sure they're represented at every opportunity, every office that they have a chance to vote for. And so I'm really glad to have won this race. Um, I won... 11,362 votes, which placed me in fourth out of six. And uh, the position itself starts January 2021 uh, and goes on till December 2024. And so uh, this was part of an effort to make sure that this is uh, representation for all of the voters, uh, especially if people identify in the LGBTQ, Latino, Native, uh, just a host of other um uh, identities and communities, but also to uh, increase voter turnout, especially amongst youth. Some of the ways that I was campaigning was by going to uh, all the 24-hour gym <laughs> and um, going to all, uh, all the people inside there and telling them, like, hey, are you registered to vote? Did you know that this election is happening? And so on. And so do you feel like you'll change any of those tactics as you go into your next race or, or what, what kind of scope? because the position is different, uh, uh, changes, and what kind of things you have to consider? Going into the November election, uh, my main focus is going to be on boosting voter turnout in the district itself. And so I've already been knocking on hundreds of doors in the district. There's about 11,000-plus registered voters. And um, I will be knocking on every single door. It's a very walkable district. I want to make sure that people know who I am, actually can put a face to a name. And uh, if they want to stay connected and engaged, they can give me a text or call. So that's going to be my main focus uh, moving forward into November. But of course, every campaign uh, is not ex uh, it's not cheap. So I will be fundraising 
um, early on and using those funds for voter outreach, uh, may, um, just the mail uh, mailers, excuse me, and uh, digital ads as well. So when you're talking to these folks and knocking on doors, what are you hearing the most often? What kind of things do folks want you to work on or what is most pressing and concerning to them? Right. In District 4, I've already surveyed hundreds and hundreds of residents, and there has been major consensus among three, you know, four key issues, really. Uh, the first being homelessness and the lack of affordable housing. Uh, there was a major homelessness encampment uh, right at my neighborhood church, St. Philip Benisi, for almost a year until the city council took action. There uh, is just generally a lack of any housing or any construction going on in this District 4. And what that's led, that's led to displacement of our most vulnerable people, such as uh, working seniors. I'm actually building an accessory dwelling unit, an ADU, out of a garage conversion. And while I was working on it the other day, four working seniors, or four couples, I should say, came by to ask me to rent. And I hadn't even, you know, we, we were barely starting. So this is a major issue. And crime and public safety, it comes in at number two. A lot of people are concerned about gang activity, but also uh, criminal activity, criminal behavior related to homelessness. There is a very high need for economic development and local jobs. There's a lot of people traveling from very far outside the city uh, to come here, as well as uh, residents that travel far outside of the city for their jobs. And last but not least is our infrastructure. Our major, major need is in our streets, our sidewalks, and general upgrades that have gone um, ignored for so long. And so a lot of people complain about, you know, how slow the city is to respond to um, street repairs, to sidewalk grading, etc. This is definitely a topic nationally, right? How we can turn out folks who haven't voted before. So whether it's youth voters or people who've been disaffected, do you feel like you have any further insight into how politicians all over the country should be doing that? Have you landed on anything that you feel like is working in, at inspiring people to turn out who haven't voted before? People need a reason to vote for someone and for something. A lot of people's trust in government at all levels has been broken um, over the past decades. So it's not something new, but definitely I'm in a city where uh, one of my opponents has been on the city council for over a decade and has nothing to show for it. And so really what I'm trying to do is communicate that I'm a person that is just like them, just like anyone else in the neighborhood that actually cares and has been showing up for years and years to these city council meetings to be their advocate, to make sure that everyone is protected. And that's the message that I think is going to help win people over, especially the young people who haven't seen someone that looks like them run for office before. And so I know that when I'm talking with uh, young people, young voters, uh, they see themselves in me and I, of course, see that myself in them. So I want to make sure that uh, at the very end of the day, they have a little bit more trust and confidence in our local government to be able to get things done. Nice. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more with Jose about his electoral strategies, but also what he's going to do in these strange times of social distancing. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. Yeah, Jose, I feel like in the last 48 hours, at least in LA, we've turned a different corner on how folks are handling the COVID virus. And 
what the next two, three weeks will, will be like. Do you have any current plans, thoughts, dreams, aspirations about what the next two, three weeks are going to hold for you? Right now, I'm just going to rely strictly on what's coming out of the WHO or the WHO and um, just subject matter experts. I know that our local hospitals are gearing up and increasing their capacity to have uh, fever clinics um, like at Anaheim Regional. And I, and I know that UCI Medical Center and Hogue Hospital are the only uh, two major hospitals that are really ready for, um, for COVID patients. Uh, we've heard some rumors that there's cases of Cal State Fullerton students uh, with COVID at uh, St. Jude. And so I'm just keeping my ears peeled. Almost all events are canceled in the near, in the near term. And um, there's not much we can do other than uh, assuage, assuage fears and reduce panic. Uh, there's been a lot of panic buying at the stores recently, and I feel like that's adding into um, the anxiety that people are feeling about the social distancing, social distancing and the coronavirus. Yeah, I think you brought up an interesting point earlier. The lack of trust in government right now is significant. And it's just further exacerbating a, a challenge that would be hard even if we had super stable leadership that we believed in. When these kind of things happen, do you find yourself thinking more about how you react personally? Or do you find yourself kind of drifting towards how you would handle this if you were in a leadership position, say, like on a city council? Like, how do you tend to process this kind of uh, event happening? I think the first thing that comes to mind is... Uh, my individual response and uh, how I try to organize within my family unit. Um, right now, I've just been calling my aunts and uncles, my grandparents, and making sure that everyone has an emergency plan um, that we all are communicating. Um, and then, of course, if I start to envision what I would do as a city council member or in a greater position of leadership, then most of my thinking would, would be to repeat and share what actual public health officials and experts are doing. So that way I'm not coming up with something that is, you know, is false and we can still, we can still maintain that trust in people's and uh, people's confidence in the government. Well, listen, thanks for coming on. Thanks for updating us and definitely stay safe down there in Orange County. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Zach. Make sure to catch all past episodes. There's over 200 or so since you're probably going to be at home needing some things to do, download and subscribe. We're also trying to beef up the amount of episodes that we'll put out in the coming days and weeks, so stay tuned. You don't want to miss any of those. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.